Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guests include uh, Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman and Brainerd Police Chief Mike Bestel. First of all, folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Tess. Thanks, Ken and Tess. Uh, Jennifer, we'll start with you because uh, I know there's been a couple of events, but we are celebrating 150 years here in the city of Brainerd. Let's all say it together now. The Sesquicentennial. <laughs> See, look at We're getting so much better at saying Sesquicentennial as well. Yeah, a lot of practice. I like to yeah. just say, wow, did we really start in 1871? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And so, yes, we're going to celebrate that. So we have identified the week of September 18th to the 25th as our official celebration week. I know I've mentioned a couple of events before, but I just kind of want to continue to highlight them. On the 18th, we're going to have a kickoff with a proclamation from the mayor. Um, And then the Brainerd Lakes Chamber is also going to be hosting a time capsule event, kind of a community festival The Brainerd Parks and Rec Department is looking at doing a community picnic on the 25th. And I just found out some very exciting news over the weekend. Um, Sheila D. Chantel hosted a stride and seek scavenger hunt this past weekend. That looked amazing. She's agreed to do another one on September 25th. That looked like it was really neat. A lot of folks. it was so fun. My daughter and I participated in it, and it was a you know a two and a half hour walk around downtown Brainerd, trying to find really fun clues. So sweet. Oh, we'll look forward to that. Yep. And then one more thing on the sesquicentennial too. Um, in partnership with Visit Brainerd and also Brainerd History Week, we're going to be purchasing some banners that are going to be installed throughout the city, and the banners are are a logo that was designed by Mayor Badeau. So we're going to be purchasing 250 banners that will be installed on Washington Street, Mill Avenue, South 6, and downtown Brainerd. But I think the most exciting thing about these banners is that we're actually going to be pre-selling them. So anybody can purchase one of these banners for $75, which they can then have after the end of the year after those banners have been up. So they'll, they'll be a, a little weathered, which I think also, you know, kind of is, is makes the, makes them have a lot of character. Absolutely. So, yeah. And the proceeds of the sales are going to go to the Brainerd History Week, and they'll be used to install historical markers and monuments throughout the city of Brainerd. So, you know, kind of a, a just a really fun project. Yeah. If we'd like to purchase one, where do we go? The City of Brainerd website? Actually, you will go to Visit Brainerd, and Visit Brainerd will be selling them through that. They're located downtown, right on Laurel Street, between 7th and 8th. Excellent. Love it. That's a great idea. There's actually a lot of things happening downtown now, and that's good to see, isn't it? It is. There there are a ton of things. In fact, the Destination Downtown Business Coalition uh, really has been active. So, First of all, they, uh, the Brainerd, city of Brainerd's EDA provided some funds for them to hire a downtown coordinator, and they did that. They took applications, um, interviewed, and then ended up hiring Riley uh, Weber as their downtown coordinator. And she's going to be helping with marketing and events and coordinating volunteers and public relations. So hopefully you see them take a, a bit of a more active role. And two of the things that they're really working on, one is market day. 
So the city of Brainerd had a farmer's market for two years, 2018 and 2019, and then paused because of COVID. And the Downtown Business Coalition really is taking it up a notch. They want to do a market day instead of just a farmer's market. And that will be held on Tuesdays from 3 until 7 p.m. And they requested to do something a little bit different this year. They asked to close 7th Street between Front and Laurel. So they're Mm -hmm. going to have the market on the street. And the council did authorize that for the first two dates in June, June 15th and June 8th just to do a trial run to see how it goes, having 7th Street closed down for four hours. Oh, that's neat. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll look forward to hear more about some of those activities going on downtown. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, Bring us up to speed on what the Cable TV Advisory Committee is doing now. So as you probably are aware, we lost our connection to the PEG channel, the public education government channel that both Charter and CTC had um, when the high school had their construction project. Our, Our line was cut. So now the Cable TV Advisory Committee really is discussing next steps on how to connect City Hall to CTC and Charter so city council meetings and board and commissions can be broadcast again. But also we're looking at hopefully doing other content on that PEG channel um, also. So I'd just like to do a shout out. This is a really fun committee that's going to be doing a lot of fun work for the next six months. We have two members on that committee. We need three more. So if anybody listening is interested in being on that committee, uh, we would welcome their application. And again, I would assume we go to the City of Brainerd website to find out more about that, Jennifer? That's correct. To the City of Brainerd website, or you stop in at City Hall or call us, you know, whatever works. All right. What else is the city working on right now? So I'll just give you just a kind of a quick update. One of the things that we're working on is a zoning code update, which sounds kind of boring, but it's amazing how the zoning code really touches um, all of us. Mm -hmm. So. Our intent is to rewrite the zoning code to be a better representation of the character of our neighborhoods while simultaneously being kind of friendly to our infill and redevelopment. And instead of making the community fit our code, we really want our code to fit our community. So I just bring this up. There will be some public engagement happening. Um, so just probably later in the summer, just stay tuned because it really is important to hear what our residents and our businesses, um, our tenants, our homeowners, what everybody thinks about the zoning code. So, sure. so please stay tuned. Very good. And, uh, of course, it's construction season. Uh, are, are we? Do we have projects underway already, Jennifer? Yeah, so isn't it kind of a joke in Minnesota? We have two seasons. We have winter and we have road construction. Yeah. So the city of Brainerd uh, did not let everybody down um, as we moved right from winter into road construction. So a couple of things are our parking lots. Uh, hopefully you've seen them. City Hall, our Laurel Street, the library, and the parking lot on Front and 7th uh, did get resurfaced. So they look beautiful. They are almost done. I uh, just need some signage and then some black dirt around the curb. I know that I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, the reconstruction on Riverside Drive. Ken. Um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a long ride home for me nowadays, but that's okay. Ken, we're sorry, but we really, really hope that it will be much easier for you to drive home after it is completed. He was hoping so, to be designated as an emergency vehicle, but didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, but the chief's up next, you yeah. know, so hey. <laughs> so we hope to have that open the first week in June. Um, so we're getting closer. And then people should be able to drive on the roundabout. So cool. um, please, please be patient. And really, we need to say, first and foremost, that's all about safety. Uh, That intersection, and I know the one uh, just up the street from that, two of the, um, if you will, intersections where there there are a lot of accidents, and and it just needs to be fixed. And this will certainly help, won't it? You're absolutely right, Ken. Thanks for pointing that out. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's about safety. All right. And then just I'll mention one more other big road construction project is in Southeast Brainerd. And uh, we did open bids on Friday. They did come in lower than we anticipated. Um, So the council will be considering that at their meeting on Monday with an anticipated start date around June 1st. So just to to let the people know about that, that project coming up as well. Incoming. (laughs) Okay, very good. Yes. Well, Jennifer, maybe we'll let you uh, do a little introduction here. Absolutely. It would be my honor. Um, So the city council actually appointed our deputy chief, Mike Bestel, as our interim chief, effective January 17th. And our intent really was to have uh, Deputy Chief Bestel serve in that role through the end of the year as we had some time to kind of reevaluate the police chief position. However, um, the council has been very pleased with the performance of Deputy Chief Bestel in the acting role of chief. So they did request that the Civil Service Commission create a new police eligibility, police chief eligibility list from internal candidates only in April. And then uh, the council last week did authorize uh, hiring Mike Bestel as our new chief of police. And so since Mike began doing this in January, I can't tell you how many phone calls I've received, both internally and externally, about how impressed people have been with Chief Bestel's leadership. And so I am just absolutely thrilled to to introduce Mike Bestel as our new chief of police. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, Mike, uh, thank you. Congratulations, mm-hmm. first of all. And thanks for spending some time with us here today. Yes, thank you, Guy. I appreciate the time uh, Ken and Tess in this world we live in right now. I, I, I'd love to always speak to the community out there on what's going on in our world and getting, kind of uh, getting a, a local feel as opposed to the state feel and what's going on in our nation right now. Yeah, and that's important to make that distinction, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, and everything that we're, you know, we're going through and have gone through thus far and Minnesota's police reform and, and on the national level of what, uh, how we should be conducting uh, business, if you will, um, has, has changed. And, and I think that there is a change that is needed. And, and um, uh, the state of Minnesota has kind of uh, led the way on this on some of the new updates that recently had come out. And, um and it is a change for law enforcement. I don't think it's a huge change for how we do business here in Brainerd. And a lot of these things didn't really um, make a difference what we were doing here. Uh, we were already, some of the new mandates that were coming out, they talk about, you know, choke holds and, and neck restraints and um, 
excessive force type stuff and the warrior style type of training. And, and we here at Brainerd have never um, allowed for chokeholds and neck restraints. We've never trained that. Um, the duty to intercede, you heard a lot about that in, in the, uh, in the recent Chauvin trial. And we didn't necessarily have that word in our policy, but we've always practiced that. But now we do have it in our policy mm-hmm. according to state statute. So that is in there. And, you know, we've trained our officers for 25 years to to not do these type of, of stuff. But now they're just in policy and it's really kind of uh, with the Chauvin trial has really risen to the top. And, and it affects every law enforcement agency in the state of Minnesota. Very interesting. I, I I also saw that there was this big cry that it was for defunding the police. Now, that was specifically in Minneapolis. But one of the things they were actually talking about there is having uh, some mental health professionals being able to help the police on certain calls. And I know from talking with Corky over a year ago, we have that here in this area, don't we? Uh, a crew that is ready to help you guys when necessary? Yes, we we've had that in place for quite some time. Um, you know, that's all that's a topic of discussion of who should be handling what. And years ago, some uh, somebody had said it was a great, um, you know, a uh, Minneapolis police chief and uh, Jane Harto, and she said one of the frustrations that she had seen being in the business for thirty plus years or however long she was in is is we're asking so much of the police officers that aren't necessarily trained. Um, and so we really looked at that. And I kind of stuck in my mind is that you're right. We are not mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. We are we are police officers. We haven't had that that formal that formal type of training. And so we we welcome our partners in mental health to come along us and, and, and assist us. Now there's a lot of challenges with that come along with that because mental health as it is very prevalent in the in the state of Minnesota and here in Brainerd is when is that going to happen? And when will we have somebody able to assist us? You know, it, we just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, so we go on a variety of calls and oftentimes they, they will involve mental health, but are they in crisis? Um, oftentimes it'll involve, you know, chemical dependence, drugs and alcohol, and they sometimes um, intermix. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a you know a real challenge that if we could have a mental health professional in every passenger seat on every one of our calls, that would be awesome. Yeah. I just don't know how we how we do that. Yeah, that's not um, realistic. So, yeah, right. So there's a lot of talk going on, and we're we're more than welcome to that because we are not specialty, um, you know, in that field. We become a lot better at it because we've been doing it and have been doing it, we're always willing to help out persons in crisis. So it is a challenging um, topic. And, and I think that, you know, the legislation, the legislation has also spoke about how we do business as well. And um, again, here in Crow Wing County in Brainerd, we, in fact, I'm working with Chief Exet on another um, um, resource for us um, to, again, help our officers when we're dealing with mental health crises. Yeah, in fact, uh, I know Chief Exted has been on to talk about a uh, electronic device now yeah. that is also being used in certain cases. So on a volunteer basis, where the person can choose to have this who may have an issue, and if you guys are within a certain distance and you're approaching a situation, that person you might be receiving information. Is it through an app or the device that yeah. that'll tell you that this person is dealing with mental health issues, so you know approaching it to defuse that kind of thing. Yes, that was a Vitals app. Vitals, and, uh, yes. 
Yeah, the Vitals app. And there were some challenges with that. It, it, the concept was awesome. Yeah. Um, but in practicality, there was, um, you know, there are some some frustrations and was was there a better tool out there? Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at better tools out there. What we know is this, is if we can get in contact with somebody that knows the individual, that app kind of put out there some of the, the individual's triggers. You know, what were some of the type of, of crises they have been in? What what to say, what not to say, who to contact, who not to contact. So it was great information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, we're continuing to work with our mental health partners and NAMI and and everybody else that's out there, you know, because this is a this is a real serious issue. And, and every time we deal with, with any of our persons here, you're always looking, are they in crisis? Are they in mental health crisis? Do they have a disability? Do they have something else that's going on that we need to be aware of. So it's a huge challenge right now in the state of Minnesota mm-hmm. and the nation. Uh, uh, Chief Bestel, for you personally, is there a focus that you're looking at for your job right here in the Brainerd Lakes area? Yeah, well, you know, one of the big things we talk about is getting to full staff, and we haven't been full staffed uh, policing since I was a deputy chief. I think for maybe one week we were. And so one of the, the, the real issues we have is hiring brand new officers and getting them on the street, engaging um, our community. Uh, we have really had to step back because of COVID and we lost a lot of our community outreach. One of the things that right now we should be lined up with tours with our young kids coming through our police department and we'll do 10 to 15 and we can't engage any of those kids right now due to COVID and restraints. And so um, all the other community events, typically we're starting to have them come in um, with the community events based on COVID preparedness rules and stuff. But we're usually, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 deep already of, of engaging the community and being involved. So a lot of this is hiring brand new officers, getting them on the streets and, and, and engaging our community. Uh, you hear about it all the time of uh, we need to engage, engage, engage and be out there in, the, in our in neighborhoods and at these events and our young kids, um, you know, and that's what we really need to focus on getting back to. And, mm-hmm. and COVID is a reason, but in reality, we really need to have new officers were were slowly but surely getting towards full staff and that's going to give us more time to be able to do some of those community events um, in addition to doing our normal duties mm-hmm. and chief Bessel, if uh, you could tell our community something that you you might be seeing in the media it's people talking about certain things that are happening with police at this time if there's something that you would like the public to know right now what would that be that's a great question, Tess. There's a lot. I, I, Jennifer and I have talked a lot about what my philosophy is. Is, is I think just what I just kind of said, that partnership and yeah. dealing with with all of our partners, whether it's in the business, whether it's in the school district, whether it's in our, um, in our children, um, our partners in, you know, whether it be social services or community health, um, all those, t- do we need to come together as one? And, and this isn't a, it, it's not about silos. It's not about us sitting on our own little island and really working together. Um, I sit on the Chiefs of Police Association, um, and I, they talked about a little bit of that. And our, our local chiefs, we all get together, and we need to come together and really focus on a holistic approach um, to law enforcement. And I think if, if they can hear that, the message, and we talk about when I first started, it was about protecting and serving. 
protecting was more so. Now it's about serving. And that's what the community, that's what people want. And that's what they see. So how can we serve the public and really engaging and, and providing everything that we can with, with our officer assistance? And, um, you know, I really look forward to it. I think this is, we're kind of went down. We got uh, the Chauvin trial was very trying for us. But I think that we can now move forward, and I really look forward to bringing our department along with every other law enforcement agency with us and, and uh, having that positive light. And I have to say this. We have more than uh, since this whole thing is going on, our community support for our officers, myself included. I've been out, and, and thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. There's never a lack of, I'm sorry, donuts or treats here at the police department. <laughs> People are always stopping by. So our our community is really supportive of our law enforcement, and we really appreciate that. And That's, I know you guys probably really welcome folks to stay in communication with you. If they, say, if they see something, say something, and feel free to come forward, and let's work together to keep our communities safe. Absolutely. Call us anytime. You know, I always tell we can't fix something we don't know about. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, please call us at, you know, it could be something very minor, but it may be something really major. So, yep. uh, you know, please call us. We're, al- we're always 24-7, obviously. Well, it's been a great pleasure to have you on for this segment, uh, Chief Bestel, and we hope that we can have you back again sometime. We'll talk more about these very important issues. Sure. Look forward to that, Ken and Tess. Thank you. Very good. Jennifer, as always, thank you for uh, your, your appearance here as well, and we'll look forward to seeing you next month. Thank you both. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Our guests today, uh, Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman and Brainerd Police Chief Mike Bestel. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. And you can always listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.